Welcome to episode 43 of the Becoming Mind Strong podcast. And I'm extra excited about today's podcast because this is a topic that I haven't really talked about very much in here. And I love it because it's super personal to the way my brain works. And I think a lot of people can relate to it. This is for people who are afraid of getting into their workouts because they get super consumed by it, right? We're the kind of people, we don't know how to half-ass something. So if we know that we're gonna get on a workout routine, we cannot break that workout routine. And that thought can be so overwhelming that we simply don't start. So I dubbed this the Jason rule or the Jason method based off my brother, Jason Fryman, and I'm so excited to share it with you. Check it out. Welcome to Becoming Mindstrong, the official podcast of Mindstrong Fitness. My name is Rachel. I'm the owner and head coach of Mindstrong Fitness, and I am here to teach you truth. No more bullshit, no more point systems, no more shakes, no more raps. This is math and science, and we're going to learn how to do it together. Ready? Let's rock and roll. So I want to start this episode with a bit of family background. If you've read my book, Becoming Mind Strong, The Truth About Health, Fitness, and the Bullshit That's Holding You Back, you know that my brother Jason and I were raised in a very, very get-shit-done household. I tell the story in the book that my, my family motto, basically, my dad's favorite expression growing up was, you touch, you catch. So what that meant was I played competitive softball, my brother played competitive baseball, and the rule of baseball, which was really the rule of our house, was that if your glove could touch that ball, there is no reason you couldn't catch it. And the translation was, we don't half ass in this family. If you're going to do something, you see it all the way through. And this was fantastic in a lot of ways, right? My brother and I both have super high work ethic, drive, you know, we, we have that get shit done attitude. It also held us back in a lot of ways because what happens when you identify, when you put the self-label on of I am the person who gets shit done, you tend to not do things unless you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you can accomplish them. And this was a huge, I mean, this is a bigger conversation. This was one of my biggest aha moments around my own mindset work that I thought I was a person who always pushed myself outside my comfort zone. But what I learned was, yeah, I pushed myself, but only to the brink of what I knew I a thousand percent could accomplish. Because if I didn't, now it's a matter of self-identity. Who am I? I'm no longer the person who gets shit done. So for the purposes of this episode, when we we're talking about this in the context of workouts, I want to share a, a funny background story, and then we'll get to the actual method. I was visiting my brother about a year or two ago, and my brother had just had his son. He was, my, son his, my nephew was a, maybe a year or two old at that point. And my brother's always been someone who can get back to his regular body really quickly. He's the kind of guy that, <laughs> that women get very jealous of because it's like he can put on some weight and then a, a couple weeks in the gym and boom, he's back. He'll complain like I'm getting too big <laughs> and everyone's like, shut up. We hate you for that. But that's the way he's always been. So I went to visit him and I remember very clearly we were at a coffee shop and he's talking to me. He's like, man, I'm just, I'm getting the dad bod. You know, like we have a young kid at home. He works full time. His wife works full time. And he just stopped prioritizing the gym and he put on a bunch of weight and he wasn't feeling good about it. So we start talking about it. And I'm like, well, tell me about, you know, your routine. Tell me about what your day looks like. You know, let's, let's see if we can come up with a plan. And what he told me resonated so hard because obviously we grew up in the same households. So we have very similar mindsets about things. 
And his answer was, I have the time to work out. I have an hour in the morning between when I drop him off at daycare and when I have to start work, I could easily go get a workout in. But the problem is I know myself and I know that if I say, okay, you have this hour, I am going to feel so much pressure because if I get a meeting that's rescheduled or if I'm late dropping them off or if I have to chat with someone at daycare, an hour to him who'd been doing this for a long time wasn't a lot of time. And he's like, I am so all in, all out that I'm just going to beat myself up of feeling like, oh, an hour, that's not enough. I shouldn't even start because I know once I get in there and I start, now I'm all in. Now I have to go six days a week. Now I have to get the full hour in every day. And he's like, honestly, my schedule is just too unpredictable right now in life to commit to it the way that I used to. So I kind of laughed to myself because at that point in life, uh, you know, I've done a lot of personal work to get out of the all in all out mindset, but it hit hard. It resonated. I was like, yeah, of course you think this way. <laughs> You're a fryman. That's how we were raised. So we came up with a little game and this is what I call the Jason method and it works beautifully. And if you're someone who, who resonates with that story, I highly encourage you to check, to try this out. The game went like this. We decided on, I asked him, how many days a week would you ideally like to work out? He said six. I was like, cool. You're capped at four. How long would you like to work out ideally in a session? He said at least an hour to an hour and a half. I say, cool. You're capped at 35 minutes. And those are the rules we put in place. Four days a week, 35 minutes, hard stop. The most important part to this rule was this. I don't care if you are having the world's best workout, you stop at 35 minutes. I don't care if, if the in-laws are in town and agreed to take your son for the next week, you're only allowed to work out four days a week. There is a hard stop. And I was like, we're just going to try it. This is an experiment. We're going to see what happens. And I went home. I, was, I had been visiting him. I went home and he started texting me the next week. And he's like, I love you, but I freaking hate you. And what happened was because we are pleasure seeking creatures, because we are designed to feel good, we all know that starting is the hardest part, right? All the reasons of his all in all out mindset stopped him from just starting. Once he was in the gym, it was smooth sailing. His, it, all the pleasure-seeking chemicals in his brain were coming out. So of course he wants to keep going. So when 35 minutes hit and he's like, wait a second, I could spend another 30 minutes here. I don't have to start work. Nope. Hard stop. Go home. If he had a week where he had more time, he's like, wait, I want a fifth day. I want a sixth day. Nope. Hard stop. Go home. And what happened is again, because we're pleasure-seeking creatures, it leaves you wanting more. Getting to the gym the next day is not overwhelmed. It's not all in, all out. It's wait a second, I only have a half hour today. Cool. I'm capped anyway, right? I'm not allowed to stay for a full hour anyway. So let me just go and knock this out real quickly. And it's this feeling, it's almost like dating, right? You always want to leave him wanting a little bit more. Every time that he had to stop himself short, both in terms of length of workout and in terms of how many days a week, it made getting there the next day a no brainer because he couldn't wait to get there. And this, you guys know me well enough to know I'm all about flowing with human nature, never fighting against it. This is how we flow with that personality type's nature. Now, for some people, it's the polar opposite, right? The idea of working out is so overwhelming. It's so new. It's so big. It's so scary. And that's where we, we play the do the bare minimum. If you haven't listened to that podcast episode, go back and listen to it. But this is for people who identify. It's almost the other end of the spectrum, but at its root, it's the same thing. We identify as, as being so all in with the workouts that in this similar way, we often don't start. 
So I would challenge you to try out the Jason method. If, if this personality type resonates with you, think about what is your ideal number of workouts and there's no pressure behind it. It's, it's not, well, six, but I can't do that because nope. In an ideal world, if you had nothing but time and space and energy, how many days would you love to work out? Whatever it is, lower it, not lower it a little lower it to where it's going to sting for him. who was six. We went to four. If for you, it's five, go to two like overdo it to where it's annoying. <laughs> then think about if you had nothing but time, space, and energy, how long would you spend on those workouts? If it's 45 minutes, make it 20. If it's an hour, make it 30. Make it something that's going to sting, that's going to be frustrating. And the rule is, and this is where discipline comes into play, you have to hold steady to it. I don't care if you're having the best workout of your life. I don't care if, if something happened in your schedule and you have nothing but time that week, Hold yourself steady to it. That's how the process works because now we're flowing with your human nature. And most importantly, now we're leaving yourself wanting more. And the key to this, this is where we talk about human nature, is that the more something becomes a want to or a get to, as opposed to a have to or a should, the more we're going to stick with it. And that's exactly what this method is doing. For more help, including getting on the wait list for MindStrong Ignite, my signature 12-week program, go visit our website, www.mindstrongfitness.com.